Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 110. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome, welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here, as well as the host of many other podcasts over at MedEd Media Network, including a new addition to our network, the TMD SAS Podcast, hosted by the awesome Enrique over there at TMD SAS. TMD SAS, the Texas Medical and Dental School Application Service. If you are in Texas, applying to Texas, if you want a little bit more behind the scenes, even if you're not applying to Texas schools, go check out the TMD SAS podcast over on the MedEd Media Network. Find them all at mededmedia.com. Today, we are diving back into some more cars with Clara. Clara, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. I'm excited that we didn't scare you away last week after your first one. <laughs> no, no, I'm still happy to be here. Awesome. And so we are continuing our cars for Next Step Full Length 10. Last week we covered Passage 1, questions 1 through 7. This week we're covering Passage 2, questions 8 through 12. Are there any, I, I know for, for Chem Phys and for the other science sections, there would be um, some some passages, some discretes. When it comes to cars, it's just all passages, right? There's no mix-up of of passage types or question types it's all passages it's yep it's nine passages one after the other oh that's hard rough (laughs) all right um let's go ahead and jump into passage two then all right let's do it passage two salmonellosis is an infection with bacteria called salmonella most persons infected with salmonella develop diarrhea, fever, and abdominal cramps soon after infection, but the illness usually self-resolves after four to seven days. However, in some persons, the diarrhea may be so severe that the patient needs to be treated. The salmonella infection may spread from the intestines to the bloodstream and can cause death unless the person is treated promptly with antibiotics. Such blood-borne salmonella can then be spread through both fecal and blood-based routes. The elderly, infants, and those with impaired immune systems are more likely to have a severe response. So right off the bat, we can actually tell this passage is a little different from some that you might see because it's scientific. It's talking about a disease. Mm. I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to mention that sometimes students see passages like this and they get super excited because they're like, oh God, like medicine, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, but don't. Don't get out of the mindset of being in cars because in a cars passage, what the passage says is everything. And the same thing is true here. Even if you know a little bit about, you know, some disease, then that doesn't mean that you can trust your own knowledge over the passage. Okay. All right. 
Um, so I, I think, and pardon that that sound that played. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, sound, random sound played on my computer. It was the MCAT podcast, but that was okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I think a lot of students, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, like stay in cars mode, because a lot of students will go, ooh, biology. Right, and they'll 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 switch to biology mode and try to be more scientific with their thinking instead of cars thinking. So I, I like that uh, that call out there. Absolutely, um, yeah, and that applies for anything you have outside knowledge about. Like if you know a lot about tennis and the passage is about tennis, don't trust your own knowledge. Trust the passage. Okay, perfect. All right. So moving on. Humans obtain salmonella by eating foods contaminated with animal feces. Contaminated foods are often of animal origin, such as beef, poultry, milk, or eggs, but any food, including vegetables, may become contaminated. Thorough cooking kills salmonella. Food may also become contaminated by the hands of an infected food handler who did not wash hands with soap after using the bathroom. People may also become infected if they do not wash their hands after contact with pets or pet feces. Reptiles such as turtles, lizards, and snakes are particularly likely to harbor salmonella. Many chicks and young birds carry salmonella in their feces. People should always wash their hands immediately after handling a reptile or bird. Adults should also ensure that children wash their hands after handling a reptile or bird or after touching its environment. So just a quick note on what to highlight, because this might start to sound super repetitive here, like, oh, you know. Wash hands, wash hands. Wash, <laughs> wash your hands, <laughs> yeah. yeah. These animals have salmonella. But there are a couple quick little points in the paragraph I just read. Um, it's really helpful when you're highlighting or taking notes to pay a lot of attention to strong language, like strong opinions, for example, or like comparisons, so I saw a comparison in the past paragraph. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. So we have uh, reptiles are particularly likely to harbor salmonella. So that particularly likely is a great thing to highlight because that's saying, oh, they're actually especially likely, like more likely. Mm -hmm. And that's a great opportunity for a question. Yeah. Okay. One of those right. questions that's least likely, most likely kind of questions. Totally could be. Okay. All right. So last paragraph. The pasteurization of milk and the treatment of municipal water supplies are highly effective prevention measures that have been in place for decades. In the 1970s, small pet turtles were a common source of salmonellosis in the United States. So in 1975, the sale of small turtles was banned in this country. However, in 2014, they were still being sold and cases of salmonella associated with pet turtles have been reported. Improvements in farm animal hygiene, in slaughter plant practices, and in vegetable and fruit harvesting and packing operations may help prevent salmonellosis caused by contaminated foods. Better education of food industry workers in basic food safety and increased restaurant inspection procedures may prevent cross-contamination and other food handling errors that can lead to outbreaks. Wider use of pasteurized eggs in restaurants, hospitals, and nursing homes is an important prevention measure. In the future, irradiation or other treatments may greatly reduce contamination of raw meat. Oh, all right. <laughs> so for those of you who are germaphobes, this paragraph or this passage has you crawling. Uh, we're sorry for that. <laughs> um, okay. So any, any highlights from that last one? Anything to point out? Um, definitely. So this last paragraph is actually probably going to stand out to some of you as 
more interesting than the first three. <laughs> and it's helpful to sort of isolate why that is in your head. So the first three paragraphs were sort of just listing, here are the symptoms of salmonella, here is how it's spread, how it's transmitted. But this last paragraph shifted gears and it started talking about um, approaches to try to prevent outbreaks of the disease or to prevent the spread. So that main idea and just knowing that that last paragraph's a little bit different is the biggest thing you should take away from it. Okay. Um, but in terms of what to highlight, uh, if you're the kind of person who has trouble remembering key terms, for example, you could highlight some of these practices like the, oh, the irradiation, for example, is a word that might stand out to you. But alternatively, you can just remember, oh, this paragraph is where they're discussing these um, opportunities for improvement of okay. public health. Okay. All right. So let's jump into questions. Question eight. Which of the following can be inferred by the information in the passage? A, when salmonella spreads away from the digestive tract, it is more easily contracted by others. B, salmonella is often spread by coming in contact with an infected person's blood. C, the digestive tract is the only part of the body capable of sustaining salmonella. Or D, salmonella exists in small degree in the intestines of every person. So it says in paragraph two, humans obtain salmonella by eating foods contaminated with animal feces. So you have to eat the food that's contaminated with animal feces. That's what it says. And then it talks about where those contaminated foods come from. Um, I remember talk, talking about uh, when it uh, can spread to the blood, right? It goes away from the intestines into the bloodstream. So C right off the bat stood out to me that the digestive tract is the only part of the body capable of sustaining salmonella. I would cross that one off immediately. Um, so A, when salmonella spreads away from the, the digestive tract, it is more easily contracted by others. I don't know if it said that. Uh, obviously, it said um, that when it's when it spreads away from the digestive tract, it makes the people who have it sicker. It doesn't necessarily say it makes it more easily contracted because it's again it's contracted by eating contaminated foods. So um, I would probably cross off A as well. And then B, salmonella is often spread by coming in contact with an infected person's blood. Again, it says right off the bat, eating foods contaminated with animal feces, not infected person's blood. Um, and so I would probably go with D just based on crossing out all of the other ones. Yeah, so your, your thought process was good here. So you try to do process of elimination, which is absolutely a good strategy for a question like this where all four answer choices are sort of just a completely separate in, um, statement. Uh, so we're going to run down them one by one. And you, the first one you crossed off was C, so that mm -hmm. was great. Um, the word only there stands out. Like only is a really strong word, yeah. right? Yeah, like if there's even one other part of the body that could sustain the disease, then that statement is wrong. And we know that's true because they're talking about the bloodstream. The bloodstream. So yeah. C is out. Um, the next one you crossed off was A. And A is a little bit trickier. A is trickier. And I'm reading <laughs> the passage as you're talking. And I'm like, oh, it's A. A is the answer. because Because paragraph one says, Bloodborne salmonella can then be spread through fecal and blood-based routes. Totally. So that's that's the part that I think you missed is you were 
definitely right in the next paragraph is talking about humans obtaining salmonella by eating foods, but it does also say that it's bloodborne. So that means that if it's spread away from the digestive tract, like it's talking about in choice A, then suddenly, okay, it could also be spread through that bloodborne route. Mm. And that would explain why it's more easily contracted by others. Um, Another helpful thing to do with this one is to just note how extreme some of these other choices are. Like we know C said only that was extreme. Uh, D is pretty extreme too. That salmonella exists in the intestines of every person. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. If they if they don't tell us that that's true, it's it's not going to be the right answer here because there's no way we could be expected to infer that. And they never say it, so okay. D is out. Um. And then the only other choice we were dealing with was B, um, that's often spread by coming in contact with uh, infected blood. And we don't know that to be true either. Uh, we know there is a bloodborne route, but we have no idea whether that's spread that way often. Okay. All right. So the, the only word here that still trips me up with answer choice A is that it is more easily contracted. So it's, it's saying it's, it's easier to be contracted that way. And I don't think it says that it's easier that way. Um, can you explain mm -hmm. that one? Totally. Uh, well, the first thing is, if you just go back to the question stem, notice that they're asking which of the following can be inferred. So they're actually not asking for like an assertion, like a statement that you would see directly in the passage. Uh, they're asking for an inference. So that is one mistake a lot of students will make is they'll go back and they'll look for something that was directly stated, but this is saying, oh, it's an inference. So it's something we need to deduce on our own without being told directly. And that's why A can be the right answer, even though they don't ever tell us it's more easily contracted. Because if we think about A, we can think, okay, they say salmonella can be spread through fecal and blood-based routes. If it is only in the digestive tract, well, it can't possibly be spread through the blood. But as soon as it spreads away from the digestive tract, suddenly it can be spread through that bloodborne route. So that's a logical inference that it okay. is more easily spread that way. Okay. All right. That's question eight. Go ahead and read question nine. All right. Which of the following is or are supported by passage information? This is a Roman numeral question. One, reptiles are more likely than birds to carry salmonella. Two, beef is more likely than poultry to carry salmonella. And three, mature birds are less likely than young birds to carry salmonella. And we see answer choices here, just like a typical Roman numeral question. These are all just different combinations of these three. So what we should do is we should assess these three Roman numerals and see which ones are true, which ones we can eliminate. Okay. So <clears throat> Roman numeral one, reptiles are more likely than birds to carry salmonella, I think would be true as supported by the passage because it says reptiles such as turtles lizards and snakes are particularly likely to harbor harbor salmonella um so i would i would say that particularly likely means that they're more likely um so i would uh have one as my answer so that automatically removes answer choice c because c doesn't in include roman numeral one so then i'm um, Left with Roman numeral two, beef is more likely than poultry to carry salmonella. I don't remember seeing anything about beef over poultry, only talking about raw meat in general. So that one I think may not be true. 
and then three mature birds are less likely than young birds to carry salmonella. And I remember it specifically mentioning that many chicks and young birds carry salmonella. It doesn't, doesn't mention anything about uh, adult birds, um, just young birds. So I think one and three are right, which would be answer choice B, one and three only. You're totally right. <laughs> so B is right. And that thought process was great there. So you um, went to Roman numeral one first. We saw, okay, that's true. Is that particularly likely? Um, then Roman numeral two, we don't want to jump to conclusions here, right? Like if they never compared beef to poultry, then we can't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, mature birds are less likely than young birds. You know, yeah, like they never said anything about mature birds carrying it at all. And maybe they do, but what they do say directly is many chicks and young birds do carry it. So uh, from that, we can deduce that three should be in that right answer too. Okay. Awesome. So one, one and three, answer choice B. And I, I think that, that last statement that you said, maybe they do. Maybe mature birds do carry salmonella. But the question here is which of the following is supported by the passage? And the passage doesn't mention anything about mature birds. That's exactly right. So that's that's that same sort of idea of not thinking too far outside the passage, right? Like the passage is going to have the information you need to answer the question. And so it's asking what's supported by information in the passage. We have absolutely nothing in the passage ever dealing with mature birds at all. So we can be safe in knowing that three is a correct statement, even if there might be science outside this passage we yeah. don't know about. You you may be the biggest like ornithologist listening to this podcast. You're like, I know for sure that mature birds have salmonella, but you you have to strike that from your memory for this passage. Very true. Okay. Who who knew we would be talking about ornithologists on the MCAT podcast? <laughs> um, question ten: Which of the following? is the author least likely to identify as a recent advancement in the fight against salmonellosis. Salmonellosis. That's hard to say. Um, a, irradiation of meats. B, pasteurization of milk. C, increased restaurant inspections. Or D, improvements in animal hygiene. So they're asking least likely to identify as a, an advancement to fight against the spread of this um, disease, and he specifically or she um, talks about the the advancements in the last paragraph: better education of food industry workers and, and basic food safety, and increased restaurant inspection procedures may prevent cross contamination. So there's there's the restaurant inspections, um, wider use of pasteurized eggs in restaurants, hospitals, and nursing homes. Um, so that kind of stands out to me because the answer choice B here is pasteuriz pasteurization of milk, and the the paragraph talks about pasteurization of eggs. So they may be trying to trick us there a little bit. Uh, so irradiation of meat is the last the last sentence in the future. Irradiation um, may greatly reduce contamination. We talked about restaurant inspections for C, and then improvements in animal hygiene. Uh, was also mentioned uh, in the paragraph as well. So I would go with B, pasteurization of milk, because they specifically talk about eggs. <laughs> so you got the right answer here for the wrong reason. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that happens. So 
you know, so they say pasteurized eggs is something they say near the end of the paragraph. Mm -hmm. uh, but look at the first sentence of that last paragraph. Oh, look at that. Man. <laughs> okay. Yep. So the first sentence is the pasteurization of milk. So they did talk about oh. milk. Okay. So they did talk about milk, but the milk was in the 70s. And the question is recent advancement. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't forget about adjectives. You know, it's easy. I noticed even when you were sort of summing up the question stem out loud, um, you skipped the word recent because we tend to like boil it down to get to like the meat of the question. But adjectives are everything in MCAT questions. So they're saying recent advancement. They're not just saying which one's least likely to be an advancement. They're literally saying which of these is least likely or to be a recent advancement. Yeah. And so I, I was answering the wrong question. Um, instead of recent advancement, I was just saying, which one of these did he mention as an advancement, completely uh, ignoring the fact that it was mentioned in the first sentence of that last paragraph? Exactly. Okay. Well, I got it right. That's all that matters for the MCAT. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. Um, go ahead and read question 11. All right. Um. An inspector discovers an outbreak of a mosquito-borne parasitic infection capable of infecting humans and livestock in a certain state. Based on the information in the passage, which of the following measures would the author be least likely to support? And then A is improvements in farm hygiene and slaughtering practices. B, slaughtering all potentially affected livestock. C, banning the sale of livestock from that state and D, education of the public about safe cooking techniques. <sighs> so this doesn't say recent anywhere. Um, <laughs> so this is least likely to support. Um, so there's an outbreak in uh, livestock that's uh, capable of infecting humans. And so we can just say, just like this, we say, hey, there's livestock that's affected with salmonella, uh, what are we going to do about that if we want to translate it into the, the language of this passage? Uh, and we know that he talked about improvements in farm hygiene and slaughtering practices, so I think he would support that. So I've crossed that one off the list. Slaughtering all potentially affected livestock. I don't remember the author stating that we should kill all of these uh, uh, birds and reptiles and lizards and snakes and stuff. Um, they did mention in the the passage about banning the sale of turtles. Um, and so I think banning the sale of livestock from that state would probably be supported by this person because they're saying that banning the sale did uh, did help, although they're still being sold in some cases. Uh, and then educating the public about safe cooking techniques. I don't know who would be against that. So I would probably go with that one as well. And I'd go with the, the more extreme answer choice B here of slaughtering all potentially affected livestock. Good job. That is the right answer. <laughs> um, and you had the right reasoning, too. So I actually really liked what you did first uh, before even going to the answer choices here. What, um, what you did was you took this question stem, which is about something different from the passage, right? It's about uh, mosquito-borne infection. So it's not about salmonella necessarily. But we don't really care about this random other thing it's asking about, we want to draw parallels between this question stem and the passage information. So we can just imagine, okay, um, it's similar to what the author's talking about with Salmonella. Which of these answer choices does not have a parallel in the passage? 
and it is be slaughtering all potentially affected livestock because that's really strong, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he never, um, or the, if she never mentions that slaughtering all livestock or even the slaughtering livestock who might be affected it would be a good technique to use. So that's our clear answer here. All right, there you have it, Clara, back with some more Cars Passage fun if you want to call that fun. Uh, hopefully these Cars Passages have been good for you. We have uh, some uh, awesome news coming up. I don't know if I'll officially announce it here on this podcast, but stay tuned to the MedEd Media Network for some more interesting Cars information coming soon to you. If you are struggling with Cars, if you are struggling with your practice tests, if you are struggling with the MCAT, like many students do, if you've taken it once and got a poor grade, if you've taken it twice and repeated that poor grade, it may be time to look into one-on-one tutoring. I got an email from a student recently giving me a long story about his path and his struggles and what he should do next. Should he do a, a, a post-bac? Should he do an SMP? Should he do X? Should he do Y? And I said, honestly, you your grades are good you need a better MCAT score. I mean, you can't you can't do a post back to make up for a poor MCAT score. You can't do an SMP to make up for a poor MCAT score. That that's not how it works. They're two separate parts of your application, your GPA and your MCAT. You need a good MCAT score. So if you have a good GPA, it's the MCAT that's missing. Don't do a post back or an SMP just because you have a poor MCAT score. Figure out how to improve your MCAT. You can go spend $50,000 to get an SMP when all you really needed to do was spend a couple thousand and get private one-on-one tutoring from Next Step. Go check them out, nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD. That's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money on tutoring, their course, or on their full-length practice exams. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast.